Welcome to The Great People Show, your guide to greatness, your GPS to excellence. Here's your host, J.J. White. Hi, everyone, and welcome to The Great People Show. I'm your host, J.J. White, and still in The Great People Studio, my my wonderful co-host, Mr. James Monsey. Good morning, James. We've had an exciting ten minutes here Woo. in the uh, in the Great People Studio. Yeah, we're we're flying by the seat of our pants. We were we were sitting in the other studio up until about what thirty seconds ago, and yeah, we were ushered in here. Yeah, back it's, in. It. Uh, we're still working out the kinks. Of the, <laughs> you sound great of the Greater People Studio. Do you, I sound fuzzy to you? You, you, you? I just feel like we're distant, James. I know. I just feel like that for some reason we're just not as close as we used to be. I know. Well, we'll get this all worked <laughs> out, but. Uh, Hey, husband, I just do all the talking and then shift the mic to you if I it's need to. It's probably a terrible it's idea. It's all good. Did you have a good Halloween last night? I had a great one. We, uh, we've we been trick-or-treating with the same friends basically since our kids were babies. So, wow. Yeah, it's, uh, this is our 10th year uh, trick-or-treating with them. So, you know, we live out in the country, and we go and, and mooch off some friends who live in Wyndham. Uh, every, yep. uh, which is a is a more suburban neighborhood uh, in the West End. Of good call. I bet you get nice bounty out there. So about uh, about six full bars each last night. Wow, full size bars. Yeah, so that's impressive. That was that was pretty cool. You don't see that much anymore. Well, the economy is good, JJ. So more people are Clearly investing in full size bars. Candy yeah. bars. Yeah. Yep. I mean, what's next? King size. Uh, I mean, where knows? does it go from here? Well, depends. Let's see how the next year goes. I mean, is this the Trump economy that we're talking about? I, I think I think that has a lot to do with it. It's uh, you know, it's it's the best candy we've ever had. Well, clearly, clearly, we're making Halloween great again. Yeah. I mean, because <laughs> when I, when you and I were doing it, there um, there were no fun sizes and in, in minis and. What, what other what other variations that we oh have gosh, now? No. Well, people like, would, those didn't exist. No, people would give you apples, and some people would put like I pennies. remember apples. They'd give you change. I remember money. I remember and getting raisins, money. The little boxes, boxes of, raisins. of raisins. Yep, um, yep. It just dates us. Boy, you're really. This is flashback. Uh, flashback show here. I know. Going back in time. We, we also did things like, you know, egged houses, and not me, of course, Shh. but people would egg houses and shaving cream all over the place. And James, this, you know, you know this, is, this uh, is on social media. These are permanent. These shows are permanent. We don't, we Be don't, careful. I'm not saying I did any of that, but that okay. used to happen in my neighborhood. And, okay. Uh, we, don't, we don't, you know, at least in our area, we haven't seen that anymore. No. It's, it's a different world now. It is. Well... Folks, thanks for being here and listening to James and I talk about Halloween last night. Wherever you're listening to us right now, Facebook Live, the podcast, on Apple, wherever, or live on 92.7 FM here in Richmond. Thank you for being here and allowing us to be a part of your journey. You can get every show that we've ever done on our website at greatpeopleshow.com. And if you're a first-time listener or you're just kind of new with us because we picked up a lot of listeners here in the last couple weeks, uh, every show... We're here to deliver to you, the listener, the insights and inspiration for life of significance and serving others because true greatness is serving others. Never get confused about the difference between being great all by yourself and being great with other people. There's a huge difference. Um, And 
special Halloween show, I guess we can call it. It's the day after Halloween. So you probably have some sort of a candy coma, sugar coma, something's going on. So theoretically, we're still kind of in Halloween season. Many of you will travel to Walmart and Target and other stores and get minis and fun sizes for a fraction of the price that you would have bought it yesterday. So Halloween season is kind of, it's kind of like Christmas. Christmas goes on for a solid week because you're taking your gift cards and buying stuff. So Halloween's starting to turn into that. And, um, I wanted to talk today about the whole premise of Halloween, which is pretending to be somebody else. Yeah. Pretending to be something you're not. I mean, everybody right now is pretending to be something they're not. Mm-hmm. It's it's inherent, almost like in our survival skills. Almost everyone is pretending to be someone else at some level. Uh, wh- let, let's just say wearing a persona to hide your true thoughts and feelings from others. I can't help but to go back to that movie, Liar, Liar, where he couldn't tell a lie. lie. And we saw in in entertainment for two hours what it would be like if you didn't pretend. So we couldn't function as a society unless we pretended. And some people say, well, holding back and not saying things isn't pretending. I disagree. I think it's absolutely pretending because you're not able to say what you truly want to say. Right. We've lived in, we live in a world where we wish we could... Uh, truly say what we want to, and it just wouldn't work. No, not at all. And Halloween, it's funny because it's it's kind of a metaphor where on Halloween, we all can purposely dress up as something we're not and act like something we're not. But yeah. let's face it, most people at some level do that on a daily basis. Yeah. Um, so what are you hiding? Well, who are you trying to be is probably a more, more poignant question. And I'm going to tell a quick story. We love stories. Love stories. We love stories here on The Great People Show. There was a man that was unemployed, couldn't find a job, kept searching, kept applying, wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't get hired until there was an ad in the paper or online for uh, the circus. So he went, and it wasn't specific to a particular role. It's just the circus was hiring. So he showed up and went through several interviews. And you're like, so we think we have a perfect position for you. Mm. We want you to be the gorilla. And he was like, excuse me? He's like, yeah, we don't actually um, have a real gorilla anymore. We lost our gorilla. So every gorilla that we've been using has been in a suit. But no, trust me. I mean, it's a circus. It's it's from a far distance. It's not like it's the zoo. It's a circus. You, you can't really tell. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, well, I, I don't know what to do. He goes, well, we'll train you. You'll, you'll be fine. So and you know, he needed the job. So he took the job. And when he started off as the gorilla, he was really horrible. He was a really bad gorilla. And he, he was insulted that he had to dress up in this gorilla suit and, and do tricks and stuff like that. But over time, he actually got better at being the gorilla. And and as time went on, he actually embraced being the gorilla. Like he actually became the gorilla. He enjoyed it. Until so one act, it was so exciting. He was so enthusiastic. In, in one of the acts, he was on the swing that he swung so far, he fell off the swing and landed right into the lion's cage, which part of the trick was the gorilla swinging on the swing above the lion's cage. And he landed on his back and he was like, oh my gosh. And he actually totally got out of character and was like yelling, get me out of here. The lion rushed this guy, pinned him to the ground and he's staring up at the lion and the lion looks at him and he said, dude, if you don't shut up, we're both going to get in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) So the point here is no matter where you're at in life, no matter where you're going, anything new, we're we're kind of pretending Mm. anything uncomfortable. We start to pretend a little bit and we start to embrace who we really are as, as life goes on 
then something changes, something traumatic, something different, something shifts, usually something out of our control. And then we revert back to who we were a long time ago when we were even more comfortable. And the other moral of the story is that probably everyone around you is going through the same thing as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's something, right? We all, all people do it to some degree at some time. Some, the difference is some people, it's their whole existence, like the gorilla. And and I've, uh, yeah, I have no idea how that story ended. I presume they both kept their job. Maybe uh, he got gorilla of the year um, as the employee. I'm not sure. And no doubt it's a completely true story, too. So. so our story's not ending, but we do have to take a quick break. Don't go away, folks. You're listening to The Great People Show. So why do people pretend to be something they're not? And is it really, is it really a bad thing? I, I don't I don't know. We're going to talk about that on today's show. Last the last show was on discipline and focus, and in a way, James, pretending and escapism and these things that uh, we're talking about today sometimes is a good way to break out of that that focus and that discipline. It, it definitely can be, and sometimes, especially. A new job was something that you mentioned or a change in career. You know, yep. you're going to walk in. Most people don't want to be the new guy. They don't want to act like the new guy. They don't mm-hmm. want to admit that they don't know anything. They might go in with a persona that shows more confidence than they actually have. I mm-hmm. mean, these are masks and shields that most of us wear at some point on a daily, weekly, monthly basis, depending. And people do it a lot of time when they're pushed out of their comfort zone. Uh, that's that's time I think I see it the most. I like to use, use the word masks and shields. Yeah. They they both serve somewhat of a same process, but they're very, very different mechanisms, right? The, yeah. the mask is designed to protect us, so is the shield. But it's also, in a way, the mask is designed to confuse. Well, we're trying to – we are trying to gain a certain perception or impression – from the people who we are around. Yeah. And so sometimes when we're trying to do that, we put on that mask so that they don't see the real us, right? Yeah. And, and we've all done that, again, to, to a degree. That's true. And the, the shield is very protective. I think many of us throw up a shield to um, keep bad people away from our, 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 our lives. And um, if you've been through rough things in your life, you, you put these things up, defense mechanisms in a way, and maybe other people use a mask to do the exact same thing, except it's designed to help someone see us in a, in a way that we want to be seen, but we aren't that way. That's right. Hap, like the, a mask that anybody can put on in the morning is, wow, that person's really happy. How many times have you heard of someone committing suicide and they're like, it was shocking to us. They always seemed happy. Yeah. I it's mean, the mask. Right. We all have, I mean, we all have, we all have secrets. We all have, you know, most people have skeletons in their closet, mm-hmm. something that, you know, that our public personas yep. don't show. And I don't know that that is such a bad thing. I mean, I think that we'd all be a little bit overwhelmed if we all knew everything that was going on in each other's, you know, closets in their lives, so to speak. Yeah. Um, and a lot of it isn't necessary in our professional careers and in some of our relationships to, to get into all that. It would it would muddy the waters. So there's a difference between there's a difference between withholding certain information that is not relevant to the people who you are around at a given moment mm. and pretending to be an entirely different person than who you are yeah and at no point in the show today will you hear us say take down your mask say what you want to say be who you really need to be i think that is uh, that's false right that's false thinking that that could be very destructive to anybody 
Um, but if you do feel like that you can't be who you really are, I've heard many, many people say that. I, I feel like I can't be the real me. Mm-hmm. And it comes for various reasons. I think if you want to look back at the beginning of anyone's life is as a child, we're typically living someone else's life. We're living our parents' life. And sometimes that doesn't go away. Sometimes people go to colleges because their parents told them to go to that college or there's an expectation. Some people go in the military because their family went in the military. Some people end up having a career because their family had that career. I, I, I regularly meet people that feel like in their 20s especially, it's like I've lived my entire life for someone else. I need to live it for me. And I remember a specific story of a young man. We did a, a youth program. Oh, my gosh. This was probably 15 years ago, maybe longer. And there was a 16-year-old guy in there and very tall, well-built. I mean, he looked like the quarterback for the high school football team. Mm-hmm. Should have been quarterback if you look at him and say, well, that guy, that guy absolutely should be on the football team as a quarterback. And very skilled and athletic. His dad wanted him to play football and be be on the football team, but he didn't want to. It wasn't his passion. He played some sports, but he was always doing it because other people wanted him to do it. And it hurt his relationship so bad with his dad. He had a he had a, a brother, a younger brother. His dad would take his brother fishing, but not ask him to go because he felt like uh, his son wasn't living up to his expectations. I mean, it was very hurtful. By the way, the dad ended up going to prison for, for committing a crime, just oh, for wow. the rest of the story. Let me kind of show you what we're dealing with here. But it was a very sad, sad story that someone... Um, was was shunned and, and demoralized because he didn't want to live someone else's life. But it, 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 I was very proud of him because he was determined to be himself. Yeah. And it's interesting when you think back to high school, <laughs> a long time ago for us, when you think back to high school and certain sports teams, there are always a certain number of people on those teams who were there for the wrong reasons. They weren't mm. truly dedicated. They were there because their parents were pressuring them. They were there because um, they thought that it would make them more popular. Yeah. Um, and it reminds me of something that uh, that Brad Clark, who we've talked mm-hmm. a lot on the show about, one of his favorite things uh, in the in the fire service to say uh, was when you put on that shirt every day when you come to work. For some of us, that is a uniform, and for others, that's a costume. Wow! And you need to put on the uniform, and the people who are wearing a costume need to get the bleep out. And I think you could look at a football team, a, a collegiate, well, not collegiate probably, but a high school football team as an example and say the same thing. There are certain people that wear uniforms and there are certain people on those teams that are putting on costumes mm-hmm. and which, you know, when you go to work every day, whatever you wear, which is it for you? Good question. When we went to social media this week, we asked the question, why, do, why is it fun dur- during Halloween? Why is it fun to be someone you're not? But the answers to that question or the same question or same answers to the question that we're asking right now is why do people put on a costume in their life? Mm-hmm. I love this analogy. So Drew told us it's freedom from no judgment. It's it's hard to be truly judged when you're not you. Like if you're trying to be someone else or you are someone else and someone judges you, you know in your heart it doesn't matter. They're not even judging me. They're judging who they think I am. Yep. It's a very powerful, very powerful defense mechanism that we have whenever we pretend. Uh, Steven said, most people aren't happy with who they are. I totally agree. I don't know if it's as much with what I see as they're unhappy with who they are, as they're unhappy with what they have, because we visibly measure our success. We don't emotionally measure our success. Yeah. And 
I don't know. You know, I, I, this isn't a poll I regularly take. Are most people really unhappy with who they are, or are most people unhappy with certain elements of of who they are or their life? It could be just I mean, one big thing. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't think that we. I don't believe that we're a society of of people who who hate themselves. Yeah. But I definitely think that we're a society of people who who hate elements of themselves. That is, and in the extent that we will go to pretend to be something we're not, just to cover up that one thing. Right. I, almost it it's it's an overcorrection in most cases because um, going so far as to say I hate that about myself. You've heard people say that. People say that all the time. Yeah, I hate that about me. Yeah, that's a powerful statement. It is. And people say that a lot of the time about elements of themselves that they are unable or unwilling to change. So, you know, I really I really hate my job, but I can't afford to leave it because anything else would pay less. Yeah. Um, I really hate my spouse and my marriage, but I want to stay in it for the kids. And, and, And on that note, most people probably wouldn't say I hate my spouse and my marriage or what they're really trying to say is there's there's something about it that I really hate. I, I hate having to come home into being such a negative household. So we deflect that onto a person or blame somebody or whatever. Mm-hmm. And but it, it's it's all the same thing at the end of the day. It's so you try to do things and be things that you're not in order to make that better or go, or that go away or literally covering it up yeah. like a litter box. Yeah. No. Absolutely. And and sometimes it's just things that we do to go into sort of survival mode. I mean, when you first your first show, JJ. I mean, the first show you ever did here. I mean, you know, you were not a radio. No, I was pretending. Yeah, I literally, I was pretending while I was consciously trying to convince myself, just be you, man. Just be you. Everything will be fine. That's that's because once you start off by pretending and being something very difficult to back out of yes. that. It's almost impossible to shed that without some major ramifications. Because right. literally, look well, look how many comedians, and, and when I was doing a lot of research for the show, the big thing that always popped up was the fact that uh, our entire entertainment industry is based on pretending. Actors, movies, shows, everything is make-believe. Even the reality shows that we watch Even reality is pretend. Yeah. I mean... You, how bo- how boring these reality shows would be if it was really real. <laughs> That's right. I mean, literally. I mean, think about it. You have to spice it up so that people will come and, and watch it. That was uh, that was Mark's response on our social media post. He said it's freedom from the mundane. That oftentimes, I mean, how many how many of you right now dressed up for something in Halloween last night? Because we we did the show on Thursday morning. How many of you dressed up for something last night, and it just brought a tremendous amount of spice to your life? I mean, some people I saw on Facebook doing some of the craziest things, and you know, you know, if you could get away with that more often than once a year, pal, you would absolutely dress up like a woman if you're not, and all these other things. Oh, definitely. I mean, I was at I was at a Halloween event. Um, where I was camping last weekend, and some of the guys, a few of them, dressed up as Oompa Loompas, and nice. I mean, well, orange. Oh, who, who was Charlie? It was uh, well, Charlie was somebody else. Okay, and, and, I'm sorry, not Charlie. Willy Wonka. Willy some, Wonka. And, yeah, and he led the uh, Oompa Loompas around, and it was it was awesome. It was I led would, them around. Where did where, we, where we, did you go? We were we were trick or treating, JJ. Good morning. 
fascinating. Yeah, that's a whole other story. We don't have time. We, okay. We've got a break coming up. We don't have time to get so into that. So you would probably do that more often, just based on the tone why of your not? voice. It was interesting, why right? Well, why, I not? Tell you why not? If that was acceptable. It would look pretty awkward if you came into the fire station or work with, with that dress and gear on. Or showed up in a fire as well, a Palumpas. Yeah, exactly. You couldn't do it. I mean, I've heard crazier things happening. I mean, when you, when a fire calls, you got to go for it, no yes. matter what you're dressed up as. Correct. Right? Yeah. But, uh, taking taking the uniform and putting it on top of a costume could get pretty risque. Yeah, we're not we're not going to get into all that. Um, and one one more piece of feedback we received from the social media post from Jonathan is uh, he said we can put our natural inhibitions and hang ups and should bees and should haves aside. I like that natural inhibitions and pretend to be who we really want to be or think we want to be. And then he he posed the question why. Why don't we act like the person we really want to be every day? Well, there's a lot of ramifications to that. First of all, it's so uncomfortable. I don't think we could sustain it. And yeah. you can complain, I can't be who I want to be. If you really tried to be who you wanted to be, it would be so traumatic in some situations. You'd quickly go back to the pretending. Right. Right. But sometimes, I mean, so much of the time, though, pretending is – and pretending, I don't even know, JJ, is always the right word – Pretending is not is something we have to do in order to do our jobs. Yeah. Like right now, today, I mean, we frankly here in the studio, we're having a pretty chaotic morning, had some technical difficulties just before the show started. There's some people in the room here trying to get the phone system, you know, going properly and so yeah. forth. I mean, we, we're not sitting here referencing, except that I'm right now, all the, all the <laughs> chaos that is going on in front of us right now. Um, because we've got like a show it. to do. We've got a job to do here. I like the chaos. And in about uh, eight seconds, we're going to have a break where we're going to try to wrangle some of this uh, down. So uh, stick with us. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Great People Show. I found this cute little thing researching the subject called psychological Halloweenism. There's a thing called psychological Halloweenism from a Harvard professor... Srini Pillay, I don't know if that's how you pronounce his name, mm -hmm. it's by pretending to have a different identity, you force your brain to start working creatively to come up with solutions to problems you may not have otherwise considered. It makes sense. And I think this is why sometimes we get addicted to pretending is because it actually doesn't just force us to, um, you're, not, you're not just covering up the real you, you're exploring something that you haven't explored before by uh, thinking about things in a way you've never thought about them. And I'm not going to get all into this research study, but they had like a, um, uh, they had a couple groups of people where they had some of them think like a librarian and another group think like, um, like a talk show host or something like yeah. that and to attack a problem. And, and they were actually able to solve the problem in a way that they had not normally solved because they literally were just looking at it from a totally different point of view. So there's some, there's a lot of positive sides. There's a lot of upside to pretending uh, maybe we've talked about it already, but what what do you think, James? Or maybe some upsides, some positives to pretending, make believing, whatever you want to call it. I think that it gives us. I think it gives us a different perspective. I think that it can instill confidence in those around us, such as when you start True. a when you start a new job and maybe you're in management and you have to lead a team and you're not yet in, in, intimately familiar with the products and so forth or whatever it is the company does, but you have to have credibility going in. I think that it's important to recognize also that there's a difference between this and and lying. Okay. And okay. When we pretend we're not necessarily lying, it's it's a matter of again being able to play up a different side of ourselves. And 
you know, the traditional sense of lying is to tell a mistruth to someone, uh, something that is materially false. But aren't we kind of lying to ourselves if we truly believe oh, the, the, the pretending? Like we've we bought into it. And that happens a lot. You hear that about um, not to get too much into the lying thing, but but you hear that a lot of pathological liars that they genuinely believe the lies. They lie so much True. That, yeah. that to them it's real. And and again, that that's a whole nother extreme to this whole thing, and that's not what we're talking about on the show today. So you brought up the whole uh, building confidence in other people by pretending to X, right? Whatever it is, a big part of leadership. I, I notice with with leaders that people are pretending to be effective. Yeah, they're they're pretending to be a. a gr- a leader, there are certain leadership activities that they're pretending that they're good at. They're really just not showing their cards. And there's something out there. I don't know if we've talked about this on the show. I talk about it a lot in the in the coaching and the training that I do called the Jahari window, where you've got how people see us and you, we've got how we see ourselves. And anytime we see ourselves a certain way, but it's unseen to other people, mm-hmm. it's called a facade. Mm-hmm. And, and a facade in psychological terms is not always a bad thing. I mean, it's clearly thought of as a bad thing. Oh, that's that person just had a facade going the whole time. Mm-hmm. But oftentimes we're protecting other people from what we may not know, because if, if we're leading them, that could actually destroy their confidence in, in the process in us, and we'd lose that follower. I mean, I, I think that's a case for sometimes you just have to pretend. Um, you've heard the saying, fake it till you make it. Yeah. Dale Carnegie said, if you act enthusiastic, you'll be enthusiastic. There's, there is an actual case that pretending is the one thing you need to do to get the confidence in whatever it is. And uh, Tracy, if we have Chris on the line, we've got a, a, a friend of the show that, that we've asked to be part of this. He, he owns a company called The Authentic Leader. Good friend, Chris Jones. Chris, you with us? I am with you. Can you hear me? Yeah, man, you sound good. So, Chris, thanks for being <laughs> on the show today. And sure. I, I gave you, uh, I gave you a little, little heads up as far as why I thought this would be a great show for you to be a call, a caller and, and participate in, is because right after Halloween, which is of course the one <laughs> holiday during the year where everyone gets to pretend to be somebody that they're not, that we now have this this conversation going in the studio as far as. Well, what else are we pretending to be? And I thought there would be no better person to talk to about this than the guy that owns the authentic leader here in Richmond. Because, Chris, I've known you for years. I've seen you speak about authentic, uh, being authentic and, and as a leader. But, man, we're kind of building a case here where oftentimes you have to pretend. It's just you yeah. have to do it. So I think pretending is okay. Chris, prove me wrong. <laughs> oh, that's a great, uh, great challenge. <laughs> I, I struggle with this too, you know, um, uh, because one of the things I try to do is I try to exhibit and lead by example, right? Um, mm-hmm. One of the greatest compliments I get, and, and I don't ever solicit this, and this comes to me every, I don't know, maybe every six months, where someone will say, you know, Chris, um, you you are authentic. Uh, you are you are exactly your brand, and uh to hear that is, is great um, satisfaction. That, that's really what I try to live every day. But then again, the reality is I'm not always authentic, right? I mean, I, I have struggles in my business. People will ask me questions like, you know, hey, how's business going? And what's my answer always? 
it's fantastic. It couldn't be any better. Um, but they don't know. Maybe that day I just lost a, a, a sale that I thought I was going to get. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I don't necessarily share that. Um, but I, I am always positive, and I'm always saying this thing, you know, uh, to be positive is a choice. I, I decide every day. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wake up today. I'm going to have a great day. Okay. Um, there may be lots of reasons not to, um, but uh, there are there. Sometimes that's, that's hard, uh, and I'll I'll check myself. So I'm not sure if I quite really totally answered your question, but. Um, well, I mean, would you agree that there's definitely situations where we have to pretend just to get through it, and yeah, and authentic being quite authentic could actually get us in trouble in those situations. Sometimes that that's true um, because when people ask me like how things going. Um, <laughs> there are some people who really want to know, right. and there are some people who just want to hear me say, hey, things are going great. Uh, and there are times where I'll know that, right? And um, I may say, you know what, things are going great. Um, a lot of momentum is building, building, and I'm saying that um, many times as an example. Like, I'd like you to also think about what momentum are you building um, in your business good, or good in point. your role, something to that effect. Um so I don't necessarily have to be totally honest in that moment. Yeah. There's a, always a, a flavor of honesty. I mean, I, I, I am. I mean, most, a my flavor of honesty. I like this, Chris. <laughs> I, I see, I, I see a chasm here that we should probably go venture into. Tell me about these flavors of honesty. <laughs> you know, like that word literally just came to me. That's something <laughs> I use all the time. Um, uh, but that is what it is, though. I mean, if you think about it, um, you know, what, what level of honesty? Because there are some people who are very close to me, like like you, JJ. I mean, I can be completely honest with you. Oh, yeah. You asked me how my business is going. We've had this conversation before. And I'll say, oh, dude, man, like this thing happened. I'm not even sure how to, to get around this situation. And we'll talk together, and you'll help me through it. Because I know you genuinely want to know how ARC is going and if there's something you can help me with, you, you do. Well, right? I think that's the um, other side of it is you you feel safe in in being completely honest about that. Or, or yeah. and, and so, let's just not – I don't want to use the word honest because it's not fair to call it honest or dishonest. It's you're able to share that in full transparency because yeah. I'm not going to judge you for it. I mean, let's face it. If, we're, if, if we walk into a, a, pretend, a potential client's office or an existing client's office and they say, well, how's your business doing? I mean, what if you've had the worst year ever? Do you say it's actually really terrible, but thanks for being a great customer, right? I mean, I, yeah. I think we have to just be careful about how how transparent we become with people. And okay. there's and, and let's just call it a flavor of honesty. You could always say, you know, it's been a pretty soft year, but things are kind of picking up, right? And yeah. we're not – I guess what bugs me is whenever someone says – it is amazing. It's fantastic. It couldn't be better. That literally, you're just pretending to make that other person see us in a positive light. I mean, th I think that's where yeah. we go to an extreme, yeah. and it and it does a psychological damage. I'm sure you've seen in your practice people that have done things um, to hurt themselves by mm -hmm. being on too far into the spectrum of being too authentic and transparent, and and also hurting themselves on the other end of the spectrum. By trying to cover everything up and, and truly being somebody they're absolutely not even remotely close to being. Yeah. I mean, you got to navigate that, right? I mean, just like we've been talking about, you, you have to determine the situation you're in at the moment, the person that you're talking to, how they're able to receive it, um, you know, and, and uh, really what, what's the good of, of this relationship that you have? You, there's a lot of factors to really kind of put into 
how you'd have that discussion with somebody. Yeah, true. Well, Chris, thanks for thanks for joining the show today. We we appreciate it. Chris Jones with the Authentic Leader. Um, and we've got to, we've got to take a break, so don't go away. You're listening to the Great People Show. James, reality is an acquired taste was something that a gentleman told me about 10 years ago, and I haven't been able to let that saying go, that most people can't really handle the truth. As Jack Nicholson said in A Few Good Men, you can't handle the truth. I don't think in the general sense that we can handle the real truth of who we are, that full acceptance of um who we are as people is very difficult. It's an acquired taste. No, and and I had a friend who's in the military, and he used to talk about how as you get up in the ranks and you become a leader and, and, and you have people under you in the military, especially on the battlefield, you always have to know what to do even when you don't know what to do. You know, somebody asking you something, especially in a in a in a tough, potentially life threatening situation, uh, the leader can't say, "I don't know," even if they don't That's know. That's a good point. And yeah. it would be very detrimental, as you can imagine, to for the, the people that that these kids, these you know, eighteen, nineteen year old kids that are that are you know the privates looking up to. And he would talk about how you know you you can't. You would have to, on the fly, immediately come up with a strong, confident answer because mm-hmm. the last thing you'd ever want to do is say, well, I don't know. I don't know mm-hmm. what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. Well, shoot, we got, we, got, we got bullets flying past us. That, and, that's not what you want to hear. Yeah, and there's always other answers other than I don't know. Right, but I'm talking about what, you know, you, you said it, fake it until you make it is yeah. another thing, you know, that's on here that we're talking about. And, and I don't even think that's necessarily faking it, but the true reality of that situation might be, I don't know what to do, Yeah, but I'm going to, I'm going to do the best I can. So how, how do we, how do we give you a better acquire taste of who you really are? How do we do that for ourselves? Um, step one in this and in, in how to stop pretending is to stop living everyone else's Life, especially if you're, let's say, on the younger side, you don't have to be young for this to be a problem, but certainly it's going to it's going to affect you more than someone that's in their 40s, 50s and 60s. It's especially if it's your parents. And um, many of you are feeling like today that you just continuously walk the beaten path, that the only reason you're putting one foot in front of the other where you're at is because so many other people have gone there, especially people that are leading you or people that care about you and you care back, and it's the safe way, but you just know. You just know. It's like, this isn't me. Right. I, I, I'm, I'm living someone else's life. I, I'm sure there's someone out there that you feel that way right now. And, and it... <laughs> You know, I'm not recommending that you literally just jump off the path. That's because scary. sometimes that you can jump off the cliff. Correct. That could be very irresponsible. I like the way you put that. It could be very, very irresponsible of you. But you can't be so mechanical that you just keep doing what you're doing because someone has always done it. And right. you've always done it. Right. I mean, you can put you can put a plan you can put a plan together and and put that plan into action over time, whether it's a career change, a lifestyle change, etc. And when we talk about When we talk about not living everyone else's life, especially your parents, we don't necessarily mean the values that you grow up with through your parents. I mean, and I don't just mean, you know, moral and ethical values, but most of us grow up taking on the political beliefs of our parents. Most of us grow up uh, taking on the religious beliefs Mm -hmm. of Mm -hmm. our parents. Not everybody, of course, um, because – 
for my childhood, I had a very positive childhood. I had a close family unit. You know, we had my parents had a good marriage, you know, and so I've tried to take on a lot of those values. Now, I know somebody who has done who has done the exact opposite because I'm married to her. She my my wife had a extremely bad childhood from a family standpoint, from an environment standpoint. And she would tell you that ever since she was in elementary school, her goal was to be the opposite mm. of the family that she was growing up with. Same here. Yeah. Same 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 personal example. I I did many things just to be the opposite of my dad. And then the the travesty of it is you start to do that, you easily become that person. Yeah. It's like that it's like that full three sixty thing. You're trying to do a one eighty, but it turns into a three sixty. The other element of this is the imagery that we have of the people in our lives, mm-hmm. like the things they have, the success they have, the keeping up with the Joneses, that's also pretending to be something you're not. Strictly just to be well, I shouldn't say strictly. You think it's to be seen like them, but really we're just trying to make ourselves feel, we're just trying to boost our own self-esteem because we're troubled that that person, that we're surrounded by people that are more successful than us. And it's just a farce. It is. It's a and, total farce. And, and what does that lead to? It, lead, it leads in many cases to people having mortgages that they can't Get. afford to have the right house, the car that they feel like they should drive that they can't afford, the clothes, you know, that uh, that are that are whatever brand that, that they can't afford. And we end up buried in debt. We end up in a potentially huge financial, mm-hmm. financially precariously situation and living a life that isn't truly ours. And and that doesn't have a good end game to it. Uh, this this one quote that I found from a, a person named Serge Tankian. I always pick the craziest names to quote people on this show. Like, I can't find normal names, apparently. Um, pretending that we live doesn't make us alive. Mm-hmm. And think about it. From the moment that you wake up to the moment you go to bed, many of you are pretending like you're living. You're 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 in the relationship, in the job, in in anywhere in your life where you feel like, well, this is the dealt that I, this was. These were the cards that were dealt to me, so I've got to play my hand. Yeah. Sometimes you have to get up from the table. You do, as they say in that uh, wild TV show, House of Cards. You ever watch House of Cards? Oh, oh, dude, all the time. The, the saying is, if you don't like how the table set, then you reset the table. That's right. And we forget about that because we 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 just keep living. But that doesn't mean that you're live. And Oscar Wilde said, "Be yourself, because everyone else is taken." <laughs> um, and no one, you you can't possibly be someone else because you'd suck at it. You, yeah. you you have to be yourself, really, at the end of the day. So number one is stop living everyone else's life. Number two, be honest in all situations, especially to yourself in what makes you happy and what you really want to do with your with your life. And it's it's kind of like I think being a soccer goalie. The further you come out from the goal, the more defense that you have because you're you're reducing the amount of space that the shooter has to get the ball into it. But if we keep backing up and backing up and backing up and we're that little speck in front of the goal, we're going to get scored on. Yeah. And m- most people just keep backing up in, in, in life because you feel like you've got all these pressures against you. So you just keep backing up and backing up and backing up. And then you finally find yourself in a situation where you, where you go, I can't back up any further. Yep. Th- this, this, is, this is just what life is going to be. And I totally disagree with that. I think I think you're being more reactive than you are uh, taking control over not just what you have and what you do, but you get to take control over who you are. We talked about this on the last show. Discipline isn't what you do. Discipline is who you are. Mm-hmm. It's like don't focus on what you're doing. Focus on who you are. 
So be honest in all situations. The next one is, and we didn't even talk about this, and we're not going to have enough time to talk about it, is don't imitate. I think the, the probably the biggest issue on pretending, James, is imitating other people mm-hmm. and imitating their life. Yes. I mean, it's just, it seems to be everywhere because imitation is so accessible. It doesn't work for crab meat. Why would it work for you? <laughs> I yeah. mean, imitation crab meat sucks. It's horrible. It tastes like freaking rubber bands when you're chewing it. Don't accept it. I don't no, that's all I can afford. No, it's not. You can't afford you can't afford to keep pretending. Because the clock is running out, dude. The clock is running out on life. Yeah. And I love that, you know, if again, if you are constantly trying to become someone you are not, you can't create meaningful relationships. Never. It's it's built that that does become, you know, relationships built on a on a house of lies. Yeah. That's basically what it is. And how many of your relationships right now do you feel like it may not be built on a foundation of lies, but there's too many bricks in the foundation that were based in lies? Yeah. It just started off that way. Yep. And you're keeping up the facade because you don't know what to do otherwise. Because it's tough to hit. And this is a big challenge, JJ, is is hitting that reset button when you have those bricks that that, that house is built on that, that might be some lies and you want to maintain that relationship being able to reconstruct it when you're that deep in can be can be tough. Yeah, very tough. It's funny because Corey on on Facebook Live just said, "But how do you do this when you choose the cards?" Yeah. Sometimes just choosing a new set of cards all of a sudden you end up with a worse hand than you had before. Well, my my personal point of view is you play them as fast as you can and you get to the next hand. Yep. Yep. Because most most of us will hold on to things thinking, I got this, I got this, I got this. I see a lot of that going on right now in helping people decide when when do I keep when do I keep going with mm-hmm. something and when do I when do I eject? When do I yep. when do I quit? Life is like that. And um the the pretending thing can keep going on and on and on and on. Um Sometimes it means leaving a relationship. Sometimes it means leaving a job. Sometimes it means coming clean. Yeah. I don't know. Um, the fourth one here, acknowledge that you'll never truly know who you are. Now, hear me out. Life's journey is based on always exploring who you are. And um, uh, alert here, we're always changing. Right. So even when you feel like you've figured out a little bit who you are, enough has changed in you that you may not even quite be that person anymore. That's part of growing up. That's part of maturing. That's like, I hope, I really, really hope you are struggling to figure out who you are because that means you're looking. Yeah. That means you're trying to find the the best version of you knowing it's probably going to have to change. And, and when you work on something, let's, you know, let's say you have a short fuse. I, I talked to a lot of people that have short fuses. Well, when you start to work on that short fuse, you're going to f- start to find other things about you that maybe you're not maybe you're not good at just being a, a listener. Maybe mm-hmm. that's part of that short fuse. You're you're covering up not being a good listener because if you can retaliate and come back often in conversations or situations, you're just kind of covering up the fact that you don't really want to hear other people out. So if you start right. to work on that short fuse and all of a sudden you create this vacuum of time and you go, wow, I got to actually listen to this person. Yeah. Well. Newsflash, that's probably going to be something that's going to be valuable in your relationships, but you're not going to be really good at it. Yep. So what most people do, James, they just quit. It's, oh, that's, you know, that's not who I am. So they, they kind of stick with that, that, that quick reflex and those, those short fuses. Um, 
so you've got to acknowledge that you're 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 always a work in progress and you're never really going to figure out who you are truly but that's part of the the spice in life is yeah. to, is to, is to keep loving that's the fun part is to keep trying amen. to figure out who you are amen so what else i mean i, I don't you have to want you have to want this you mm-hmm. have got this has got to be an intentional change and for a lot of people this takes a lot of work and I think I think my, my favorite my favorite one here is to be honest to yourself. So many of us, it's one thing to pretend to other people. So many of us mm. pretend to ourselves. And if you can't be honest with everybody else, at least start with yourself. Mm-hmm. I think that's the start of this journey for everybody. Be are there areas in your life with pretending that you need to improve on? Have a conversation in a quiet room alone in front of the mirror with whether whether that's you. And if so, mm. start to work on making those changes. It's a, a part of this is admitting to yourself, look, I'm probably not really cut out for this. Mm. And it takes a bold person to look at someone and say, you know, it's not really my strength. Like, yeah. I do that all the time now. Like when someone asks me for something, I'm like, you know, just to manage some expectations here. Um, that's that's not one of my strengths. Yeah, I'll help you. But what I think most other people they they say, okay, I'll help you, and then they end up letting that person down. And that's letting other people down is one thing, but letting yourself down, that's the hard part. It's and, the worst. And and thank you all for joining the show here today. Um, we hope we didn't let, let you down. And that if there's one thing you're carrying from the show is is to ask yourself, am I being the real me today? Am I being the real me tomorrow? Because if not, then you got some work to do. So we'll see you next Thursday, folks, every morning on Thursdays from 9 to 10 a.m. at our website, too, greatpeopleshow.com. See ya. Thanks for joining us. Tune in to The Great People Show again next week, Thursdays, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m.